So when I walked in today uh, to, to this bar, they were having a very intimate discussion about George H.W. Bush and how much of a fuck, fuckwad he was. <laughs> and how he, like, like everybody's eulogizing him and uh, how they actually think he is quite possibly the worst president ever. And I, I, I happen to agree with them. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on George H.W. Bush? Um, not a fan. Um, I kind of decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite my tongue on this one. Because I want to keep my powder dry for when Henry Kissinger fucking dies. <laughs> when that happens, I'm going ape shit, and I don't care whose go, feelings I hurt. You're going to go ham on ham, I, ham I'm on, going ham on rye on that one. Hen, yep, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a deep cut, but I, I think I think if you add up the body counts, he may be the worst one of the lot. Fuck yeah. Although, although Bush Sr., pretty fucking bad if you actually take a look at the record, folks. Of, of all the living ones. Of, so. Yeah, well, not cool. anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> one down. <laughs> Uh, we have a special guest today. We have uh, Mr. Uh, Luke Craig Esquire. Hey, folks. How we doing? Yeah, but pretty good. That's to nobody. There's literally nobody. I, I'm talking yeah. to the folks out there <laughs> folks in Folks out there in, the radi- in radio land. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to, Luke? We haven't seen you in a while. Uh, I've been kind of laying low. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got a little demoralized by the end of the loon season. and I've That's... Kind of, kind of took a little mental break from soccer, but perfectly I, I, fair. I, I, I've, I've been getting a little bit. You know, uh, the, the playoff games in MLS have been a little more exciting. Um, we'll talk about this later, but I actually, I actually think the uh, the final here is actually going to be pretty exciting I think this so weekend. Too, yeah. um, so looking forward yeah. to catching yeah. that, and we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. And we're so. in the midst of silly season, and uh, I love, I love silly panic. season. I, 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 I literally, I literally have it like. On my like my body as as a hashtag right. panic. So right, I, I think I think like I don't watch soap operas and stuff. I think I get a lot of that same titillation from uh, silly season in the soccer world in general and panic season here in uh, Minnesota United Land in general. Like all the like gossip and intrigue and twists and turns. Yeah. And, Ultimate disappointment. <laughs> that's ultimate, ultimately disappointment. That's, yeah, that's frequently, thing. yeah. So, yeah, no, so I'm not sure if, if you were on after I uh, told everybody that uh, me and Anne are having a kid. Yeah. But I was just hoping you have a, a, a good uh, kid story you can tell on the podcast here. You know, short kid story, maybe recently something that happened. Are you uh, looking for something particular? Yeah, no, just anything. I'm, I'm yeah, trying like, to think. Uh, sometimes oh. your kid disappointed you t- terribly, or like, um, <laughs> no. Actually, she's a good kid. So I, this is we're going back to Halloween here, but uh, she actually this was her request. Her Halloween costume this year was headless Marie Antoinette, and uh, we got this rather convoluted costume together. Nice. It involved cutting a uh, hole where the chest would be, so she could look like she's holding her own head. It was uh, for a seven-year-old pretty goddamn clever. I think that's so, awesome. Yeah. So cool. 
Yeah. So I, this, I'm just, I'm trying to just make this a backdoor pilot for my uh, future podcast, Dadcast. Oh, we're oh, we're totally <laughs> doing Dadcast. That's gonna be yeah. yeah be, I, like, I, I feel like I can be, I can be the at least for maybe, maybe not right away, but eventually the, the sort right. of just regular host, and then we yes. just go around St. Paul and, and yes. the suburbs of doing you know talking no, to dads there's and there's dads definitely and, and and we could easily get like a dozen dudes on this podcast oh yeah for sure there is definitely a thing called saint paul dad culture like if you live <laughs> in very St. much paul excited and you're a dad <laughs> there's there's just like certain things that like you, you yeah like uh like, you know craft beers uh, seem to be a big part of it i mean i'm i mean i'm uh, probably already part of it yeah <laughs> you're, you're, i mean you're, yeah you've been in training for a while <laughs> Uh, so now, now okay. you're ready to step up into the big leagues. All right. Well, so uh, that's that's awesome. I can't can't wait for that. Um, uh, we should give the Patreon pitch again at the beginning here. If you like the content we hear each week, you hear each week, um, please uh, contribute uh, to the Patreon. Uh, it's uh, ba- patreon.com backslash the Daves. I know eventually I'm going to get the Dadcast Patreon going. It'll be patreon.com. Oh, hell yes. Backslash. <laughs> Uh, dad, dad cast or whatever the fuck that is. Dad rap. Um, so whatever, whatever you can contribute is always helpful. Uh, we particularly enjoy uh, uh, donations that end in the amounts of sixty nine or four twenty. So yes. yeah, whatever you can figure out a way to do that. So and, and, I've, and actually, I literally I was uh, that fucking that fucker Milo Antonopoulos or whatever. Oh the fuck yeah, Yabba 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 Yeah, he started a podcast and he had a, a level that was seven hundred fifty dollars a month. What? And <laughs> once a year. <laughs> Once a year, he would fly to you and have lunch with you and a friend. I'm yeah, presuming right. he picked up the tab, but knowing yeah, him, right. probably not. I'm like, I'm just, I kind of be like, yeah, if you give us like 25 bucks a month, like I'll go right. have lunch with you once a month. <laughs> you, well, for sure. Like, my I'll go God. to you and, and have a lunch, lunch with you once you a know, month. You know, my grandma got rooked by a lot of televangelists back in the 80s, and she looks like a <laughs> the pretty... Patriots, the Patriots, there was a Patreon before Patreon. Yeah, she she looks, she looks. seems like a pretty savvy, worldwise person compared to the chumps who are supporting these idiots. Yeah. My God. Te- that doesn't occur to me. Televangelists were the Patreon before oh, yeah. Patreon. Oh, for sure. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> All right, sure. let's let's move on. Let's talk about some Absolutely. shit that just happened. Yes. Um, the Bread Bowls. So we had the uh, conference finals. Uh, Bread Bowls hosting Atlanta. Of course, they had that uh, terrible, terrible uh, three nothing deficit to overcome, and of course, they did not overcome it. Why don't you talk a little bit about how uh, you saw that game? Yeah. So um, I I uh, I'm gonna admit I watched the condensed highlights. I didn't catch it live at the time because I was busy doing St. Paul Dad shit. Yeah. Um, so I had actually picked uh, New York Red Bulls to go pretty far this year, maybe all the way, and I, I don't think that was a crazy uh, thought on my part. I think I wasn't alone in that. No. But my God, are they just snake bit when they play in Atlanta? It's just brutal. It's not not as much a snake bit. It just I mean, just the way they the way they played that first leg. It was just it was embarrassing. Yes, it was and, absolutely and, embarrassing. And then it goes downhill, second leg in Atlanta. Yeah. So let's just pick it up at the thirty second minute. Lorenowitz lobs from the outside of the box straight over to Joseph Martinez, who's closely flanked by two. I mean, he could have. They do. And they were living in his armpits. He's flanked by two defenders on each side here. Yeah. And Martinez just calmly chests the ball down to his left foot and just cold-bloodedly blasts it right past Luis Robles into the net like an absolute psycho killer. Yeah. This guy does not have a human emotion in his body. No. Um, there's a small ray of light for the Bread Bulls in around the 52nd minute. Bradley Wright Phillips knocks one in through traffic from almost exactly on the penalty spot within the box. Uh, but because New York Red Bulls are subject to some kind of reverse William T. Sherman curse when they're in Atlanta, it gets called back. Uh, referee Kevin Stott uh, decides that Alex Muyel had screened the goalkeeper from an offside position. So some, the person yeah. who served it up was off was onside. <coughs> 
BWP himself is onside, but somebody else is blocking the goaltender's view, yeah. and that turns it into an offside for some reason. I know that's, I know that's a rule, but it just seems kind of ridiculous and harsh. I don't know if I've ever seen especially, that call made in real life before, especially uh, on VAR. If it wasn't yes. called, if it wasn't called in yeah. in the run of play, if it was called in the run of play, they they, they whistled it, then they went to VAR to, to double check and they, they just confirm it. But yeah. <clears throat> Having that be like the, the actual call on like they call the goal, go to VAR. Yeah. So like the the MLS we can, and this is a probably for another like twenty minute rant for me about the way that MLS has instituted VAR. Oh, but it's I, been a really it's been terrible not this year. <clears throat> not not terrible it. last year was terrible this year. It's, yes. Obviously, it affected Minnesota way more. It, I don't think Minnesota <laughs> was positively affected by VAR this year. Actually, we were negatively affected by it every single time. Um, and on on net, it's been terrible. The for fact us, that things are not yeah clear and obvious that are getting overturned. Yeah. To see that's not just Minnesota that's getting screwed by it is is heartening at least to me a little bit. So. Right. So there's there's this brief ray of hope for uh, for New York, but that then, tur- that turns into be the light of a Julian bug zapper. Russell. <laughs> upon which they just get fried. Yeah. So we'll fast forward to the 71st minute. There's this bizarre but also kind of beautiful play by Atlanta. Almarone unloads to Gressel, who's absolutely streaking like just grease lightning down the left flank, gets into the box, passes the ball horizontally, almost across the entire width of the box, right past Joseph Martinez, who you thought was going to get it, goes to Almiron. Almarone, who then I, I'm saying this wrong, I'm gonna get yelled at. But, yeah, no. Uh, he then unleashes this absolute just missile strike in the top of the net. If, if I'm a Red Bulls fan, I'm gonna be seeing that go in my nightmare for decades. Um, yeah. You know, there's like New York will be underwater, and like the last remaining Red Bull fan <laughs> is gonna. That's yeah, gonna like, be the last thing he, the last he, thing he sees before he dies he in salt water. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, so the soccer gods try to teach Atlanta a little humility in the 89th minute. There's a long pass that goes through to Vialba. Vialba, um, yeah. Yeah, he goes up He goes up one-on-one against Luis Robles, who's a pretty good keeper, I think. He does all this fancy pants, step-over bullshit, and then he finally unleashes it, and it just clangs off a post. Uh, so I think that'll teach him to get a little too cocky there. As I, as I said in my show notes here, don't fly too close <laughs> to the sun, young Icarus. Yeah. Um, but then he gets a little redemption basically in the dying moments of the game. Yeah. It's the 94th minute. Vialba gets to prove he's learned a little humility. He gets a pass right at the top of the box. Uh, he doesn't dick around this time. He wisely chooses just to send in a low, no-frills shot. That goes in for Atlanta goal number three. If uh, if I'm the New York Red Bulls, my psyche has been crushed. And we saw basically at uh, the second leg uh, against uh, in New York, or technically I guess in New Jersey, you know, for all the uh, everybody else. So I watched that game here at Blackheart. Um, with a bunch of people, actually, Bruce McGuire and Bill McGuire, not that Bill McGuire, the, re- the better <laughs> Bill McGuire, uh, <clears throat> bunch of bunch of uh, dark clouds, and it was uh, fucking awesome. Um, speaking of, if you are uh, down to come down on Saturday to watch uh, MLS Cup final, I'll be showing here at the Blackheart, um, probably in the back room. I think there is a show that night, so we'll be in the back room yucking yeah. it up. Uh, uh, telling all the inside jokes, but drinking all the beers and, and you know all that fun stuff. So come and, on down. And folks, if you haven't been to Blackheart yet, treat yourself. Yeah, it's a good time. It uh, is it's great for soccer. We're, it's great for the we're, shows. We're, we're getting this. We're trying to get this podcast in as soon as we possibly can because there's a drag show starting in like an uh, hour. That's and right. We're, we're trying, <laughs> trying not to podcast the drag. We're show. under the gun. Although I'm thinking about maybe just you know Patreon content. We're just gonna, po- we're just gonna roll right drag, into this podcast and the drag right. show. That's right. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. So. Um, so the, the return leg was in New York. Uh, Red Bulls 
showed a little bit of spunk early on. They needed a goal right away. They did not get that one. Uh, they got a goal in the second half. Uh, it was for nothing. They ended up losing that uh, match 3-1 to one to Atlanta. So Atlanta uh, is going to be hosting uh, the MLS Cup in Megatron's butthole on Saturday at the aforementioned uh, MLS Cup in the aforementioned Megatron's butthole. Uh, on Saturday, I it was Voltron's asshole. Uh, well, either one, Voltron okay. or Megatron. In, in the in the sphincter. Yeah, in the sphincter. Yeah. Depends. Are you are you a, are you a Transformers <laughs> or are you a Voltron person? <laughs> See, clearly you're a little bit older than I am. Yes. You're more of a Voltron. Yes. I, I'm a Transformer, right. so I'm, I'm a enough. Megatron. So I think it's it's that's the fuck this uh, millennial Inside the sphincter Gen dome. X uh, yeah. shit. It's it's or you know the the Gen. Z or whatever yeah. it's fucking is it, are you a, are a Transformers person and a, <laughs> an old school Transformers person not a fucking asshole Transformers person or you're a Voltron I'm, I'm a Masters of the Universe person I'm also a Masters of the Universe and I gotta say the rebooted yeah. She-Ra on Netflix it's, is pretty good is it good okay yeah. Yeah, I'm very yeah, excited I'm watching about that. it with the kid yeah excellent, <laughs> excellent. there's a you just there's a uh Powers of Grayskull uh, oh, documentary yes. on Netflix. I haven't. Oh, really? I, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm. Oh, sign me up. <clears throat> it's in my. It's in my queue. Nice. Maybe we should do a. Nice. Uh, maybe we should do a, pa- a Patreon. Oh. Talk about that. Yes, while I like it. this. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm down for that. Let's I do got it. the mics for another five days. It's gonna, so be, it's gonna be a long we'll, off season. We'll, we'll, what the hell? we'll chat we'll, offline. We'll squeeze it in. We'll chat yeah. offline. All right. So, speaking of the uh, the play, the team they're gonna be playing, uh, they're gonna be playing the Portland Timbers because the Portland Timbers went into Sporting Kansas City and just run roughshod over. Uh, over sporting. So, what did you think about this game? You know, I thought it was one of the funnest matches I've seen. Uh, it was a this really good MLS match. season yeah. here. Um, that was the, the only thing about the Blackheart is that the uh, the Timbers, like the the Timbers Army that is in Minnesota, comes here to watch matches. So they Fair. were here for the game. Fair. There's a bunch of them on the on that side. Right. Uh, right. From, like Darko's are over here, and people are. I'm gesturing with my hands. So this is really good. Uh, you know, audio material, and then all the Sporting KC fans were over there, and they were up and cheering and all that, so right. it, was, it was a good time. In, in, in full disclosure, I would say Portland probably was my favorite MLS team uh, before we got word that we were coming up. Um, so I'm a little bit biased on this one, although okay. I think if you'd, if you'd asked me for the match, I would say uh, Sporting Kansas City hosting Portland in a playoff atmosphere – I think Kansas City wins that game seven times out of ten. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and that's certainly the way things look were going in the first half there. It certainly looked like it was going to be a done deal well, yeah, keeping, pretty keeping, quickly. Yeah, keeping it to a draw uh, yes. in Portland right. certainly benefited Kansas City. For sure. And there's no reason that they shouldn't have uh, you know, finished this game. But Porting, Portland and Gio, and let's, let's face it, Gio Savarisi had well, a fucking game plan. Yes, he did. So it starts out uh, the first half, Kansas City's putting on a ton of pressure. They score in the 90th minute. Some pretty nifty play from Johnny Russell to Diego Rubio to Daniel. Is it, am I supposed Shaloy. to say Shaloy? Shaloy, yeah. Uh, I, I, I hate that dude. Uh, he taps it right through Zarek Valentin's legs for goal number one. So we even got a little bit of a nutmeg uh, just, as, just as an extra dagger there. Yeah. Um, the Sporks then have two more goals that end up getting waved off in the first half. I think had, that, had those gone differently, we would have had a different story here. But I'll admit it, at halftime – I just thought this was going to be too much for Portland to overcome on the road in as hostile an environment as as the cauldron is here. Uh, but apparently Gio Savarisi gave an absolute just, uh, you know, King Henry V uh, Shakespearean speech for his halftime talk. And the Timbers came out just ready to storm the gates of hell while doused in gasoline uh, on his behalf. Yeah. So it picks back up. Minute 52, and this is probably one of the best goals I've seen all year. Minute 52, Sebastian Blanco just kind of casually dribbles right past uh, former Wigan player Robin Espinosa. And he's well outside the box. I'd say maybe 30 yards out. I'm not sure. 
Maybe that's a little bit over-optimistic. Yeah. Uh, but then he just unleashes this just howitzer blast that, into the upper far right shot corner of the nets. was fucking amazing. It was amazing. For my money, Tim Malia is probably one of the best goalkeepers in the league right yep. now. Maybe the best goalkeeper in the league. I haven't looked it's at his him, statistics. It's him, Stefan Fry, and, yes. and, uh, and Zach Steffen. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's basically the, one of those three. Yeah. I don't think there's anything he could have done on that one. He, he got a hand kind of in the neighborhood of it, but I think even if he tapped it, oh, I don't if know he, if he would Yeah, even if he, uh, he's not stopping that shot. Yeah, the thing, he just it, fucking, fingertips ain't going to do it here. Yeah, no, not, yeah. not, not for sure. <laughs> not like that. Uh, Liverpool, you got to use the whole fist Not like here, that son. Liverpool save uh, today or that uh, Everton non-save on uh, Sunday. Yes. So. Yep. So so okay, we're we're level. Yeah. All right, fair enough. And they and they have the and they have the away goal, which is the huge yes. the huge point there. So right. uh which that that opens up sporting because they know they need to score now. Yeah, like, and, and so the, and they're playing even further forward at that point. Yeah. So eight minutes later, Blanco again, he chips the ball over the heads of about three sporting Kansas City defenders, goes right to the foot of Diego Chara, who pops it up perfectly for Diego Valeri, just kind of nod the ball right in the net for Portland goal number two. Yeah. And, folks, it looks like we got ourselves a game, is what I told myself right about then. So then it gets wilder again. 80th minute, Graham Zussi knocks this just kind of low, ambling cross into the box. Gerso Fernandez bops, into, it bops it in, and, it, and now we're level again. So now we we're not got, level, but because yeah, we're yeah. not actually the game so itself is level. City, but, yeah, it, yeah, but it was that was a it was a hell of a that was a hell of a sequence right there, right. like about twenty five minutes of just back and forth soccer. Martha bar the door, we got ourselves yep. a game. <laughs> so there's nine minutes of added time in this game. That was bonkers. due to some due to some bullshit. When we when we saw that here at the because you know I often will if I'm not you know. On away matches, I'll I'll stand next to Bruce McGuire or whatever, and as we're mm-hmm. watching, um, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, there should be about four minutes of stoppage time." Right, and he, and then he's almost always correct. Like, yeah, he's got a good nose. He's got a good yeah, good good mind for that. Good nose for that. And uh, and even I, I turn and look at him because I was we weren't sitting right, right next to each other, and he was just like. Shrugs his shoulders like, I don't know, man. Fuck, fuck it. Let's go. Let's party. Baby, it's MLS. <laughs> yeah. So there's nine minutes of in time. Some dipshit and also, something on the field. Yeah, considering that uh, like Sporting needs to get a goal. If they don't get a goal, right. this game does not go to PKs. It goes right. Sporting Kansas City loses because of the away goal rule. Which so honestly, I think we should be abolished, but whatever. Uh, yeah, also, and also, this lesson learned, like, don't throw shit on the field ever. Please, ever, ever, you're not helping anybody. Yeah, MLS fans do not throw shit on. Honestly, field. we don't. We don't need that. We do not need that. Uh, so, Sporting Kansas City, for the reasons we just talked about, they have their entire team pushed way, way, way up. Um, I don't think they. I think they were almost all into the final third. I believe so. Uh, yeah, they had maybe a couple, cent- couple center backs yeah, near I mean, near the near the half line, clogging the, yeah. the attacking third there. Mm. Uh, the ball pops out. Jeremy Ebobise. Yeah, the uh, uh, former once former loon. Yeah, that's oh my. <laughs> Which should have been the he was he was God. It was either him or Abu Dhabi. Really, <laughs> we chose Abu yeah. Dhabi. Well, I'm not going to second guess that. Yeah, but Ebo BC um, pops it up. It goes straight to the waiting foot of Diego Chara, who then springs it to an uncovered Diego Valeri, who then uh, and and Melia just comes rampaging out at that point because it's it's him or nothing. Got nothing, yeah. Uh, Valeri beats him. He just drives in a final nail to the coffin. Pretty yeah. chill. Yeah. And uh, we got ourselves a final. We do, we do, and we're gonna talk about that final in uh, in a couple segments later. Uh, we'll talk about uh, what we were expecting, and uh, that should be fun, right? Oh yeah, I actually oh. think so. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some other stuff. Uh, uh. Dark Clouds news. Um, 
just because I dark can. Dark Clouds <laughs> News. So uh, if you are not familiar, uh, the Dark Clouds play in the uh, Tony Sana seventh or the seventh annual Legends Cup, which is Cup, which is coming up on December twenty second. Awesome. That's an actual like uh, soccer tournament. It's half fields. They play at Holy Angels. Where, where's this at? Holy Angels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like uh, I think it starts at. 11 a.m. I'm not mistaken. Nice. If you go to uh, dark-clouds.com, you'll see a, a sign-up genius there. We're trying to get two teams. We had yeah. we had uh, 11 people last year, so we had like or we had 14 people last year. So they split us up in two teams. And it's like five v five, and I was I played almost the entire time, and it was no bueno. I actually like, <laughs> I, I gave myself a concussion, like heading a ball. Like, yeah. Someone kicked a ball. Yeah. I, I, I was playing defense. And I'm, yep. Like, Went in, I was like, oh, yep. I had this ball, and then I had this ball, and I'm right. like, and I went, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck did I just yeah, do that? Well, wel- welcome to St. Paul dad <laughs> lifestyle, where you can find yourself saying, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, a lot. Oh, yeah, no, I was- A I was, lot. I was getting very, very winded very early on. Yeah, like, it I was sucks. like, first, first time I ran out there, it I played. Sucks. I was like, oh, I'll play, I'll play a forward. Yeah, yeah. I played for like two minutes. I like, still got I it, need, baby. Uh, I, need, I need a sub. I need a sub. I need a sub. <laughs> And then I played defense for most of the rest of the, uh, there rest you of the go. tournament. Yep, I did score yep. a goal, though, oh, hey. against a bunch of kids hey. from Como Park High School. Nice. So, fuck you, Como Park High School. Fuck you, Como. I scored a goal against you. <laughs> um, all right. So that concludes uh, Dark Clouds news. For sure. We don't have a ton of news right now, yeah. and, and the team doesn't have a ton of news. Oh, we'll talk about some of the, the – well, I because I wanted to d- dedicate some time to uh, for us to rant about the, the Minnesota United news that is yeah, on the Yeah, I, I think there's on a few the things we're going to want to uh, We're going to jump into here. the wig and wig out. This is, yeah. uh, this is the special segment that we have <laughs> when Luke Craig only, is on the podcast. Only when I guess. Only on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Luke Craig is a hardcore Wigan fan. Yeah. And uh, Luke Craig, the floor is yours for <laughs> the wig let and wig. Let me give you two minutes. Uh, you're, you're not even – I'm going to need two minutes. Okay, uh, there's been enough. a change of ownership. Um uh, the family that's owned the club for the last, uh, I think, 23 years has basically sold it to a consortium based in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, so our Money, old, hopefully. our old, dumb, racist owner who um, just didn't know when to stop talking, he looked like the Dungeon Master character from the old Dungeons & Dragons cartoon show, as long as we're talking 80s cartoons. I have no idea. So he's gone. Okay. Um, so, I mean, fair this, enough. That would be, be, like, be a reference right. for David Martin, not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, um, I, for one, welcome our new Hong Kong overlords. Yeah. And uh, beyond that, they've been playing fairly mediocre football lately. Nothing Which, too exciting to. Are, are they in the championship right yeah, now? Yeah, they're in the okay. championship. They're they're 15th, so they're not All in the right. drop zone, but they're certainly not tearing it up either. And that's exactly what I expected from them for this year. Um, Will Grigg, who's uh, he's not super on fire right now. Um, I keep thinking he would be a good candidate to come over to MLS. Um, I think he's someone who's kind of, you know, maybe getting lost in the weeds over in the English League a little bit, who probably has the skill set to make a difference. Will Grigg uh, to for an MLS United FC. So You've heard it here first. Guys. I'm, uh, We're I'm breaking all for news. It. I'm breaking all for news. It. Bring him over. Yeah. And then we can sing Will Grigg's on fire for real since, uh, <laughs> since that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think uh, I think I think that'll be interesting, but really, there's not much to report. So there okay. you go. That's, right. That's the wig and wig out. Sort of a All right. Uh, you had a note here: Atlanta versus Minnesota United as Goofus and Gallant of the MLS Class of 17. Can you expound upon that, please? Well, and I thought about it some more. I mean, the thing is, we're we're the two new franchises of the Class of 2017, mm-hmm. and the trajectories of the two clubs in MLS could not be more different. Yes. Um, we've got uh, Atlanta. They're flashy. 
They're selling out a massive stadium, I think, basically every home game. They're gallant in this. Yeah, they're absolutely yeah. gallant okay. in this game. Um, I, I would not be surprised if they start having a bit more of an international presence. They feel like... Well, they're... I heard. I saw a report today that uh, Almiron to Newcastle is a done deal, basically. Uh, so. Could could very well be. There's so. certain. There's certainly for pr- probably a lot of money spotting talent and moving oh. them on and and and. But I, the more I think about it, the more I I don't know if it's fair to compare the two. It was two almost completely different business models when they came yep. in. Um, they were Atlanta was being woven from whole cloth. Arthur Blank was certainly not sparing much expense, if any. Uh, in hyping up this club. Um, and Atlanta is a town um, where the other sports franchises just aren't doing very well. Uh, you know, even when the Braves are in the playoffs, they have a hard time selling out their games. Oh, they're not um, actually in Atlanta either. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, uh, I mean, the Falcons, to be, to be fair, the Falcons were in the Super Bowl two years ago, but it's also like it is – that's so. There was a. There used to be sure. a hockey team in Atlanta, and I, I, I think the Thrashers are still there. Or am I wrong? No, the, no, they're not. They're gone. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> shows what I know. They're in, See, Winni- they're in Winnipeg. This is how much I yeah, care the, about. <laughs> the Thrashers are in Winnipeg and are now the Winnipeg Jets. Um, fair that that. Yeah. That's, so that's that's actually been the knock on Atlanta fans for a long yeah, time is that they're right. very fair weather fans. Well, that's not and, the case here though. Well, not with yeah. I mean, apparently not with. Fucking hyped for that team. I mean, we'll see when this team is not good. That will be the. Right. That will be cause, right. Because the, the Falcons have for a long time were not good. The Thrashers oh, for were sure. for basically right. most of their existence were not good. Yeah. <clears throat> the Kings have been, you know, the Hawks have been good, but are re- recently mired in you know terribleness. And yes. it's Atlanta. There's a lot of yeah. shit to do in Atlanta. Atlanta's a fun fucking town. Right. I mean, you've been to Atlanta. Atlanta's a fun I fucking I town. I haven't been. I mean, I yeah. it's a col- it is a regional capital for yeah. certain. And there's college um, football down there. I mean, there's there's lots yeah. of yeah. And if I think. So with Atlanta, it's like if they are a winner, they're gonna do well, right? And they're gonna they're gonna get people and they're gonna keep bringing people in. Now, can they do sixty thousand every game? Even you know, if they don't make the playoffs one year, like the next yeah. year, are they gonna? Well, that's, are they gonna are they gonna bring in twenty two thousand? That's gonna that be the test stadium? for them for sure. Um, um and uh, but, you know, for all of Minnesota's, I, I guess I understand what the, the the analogy here, Minnesota being sort of the. The goofiest well, and, and yeah, and, and, and we bobbling you know, every single potential opportunity. Yeah, I mean, the entire premise really was we're we're an NASL team that's just kind of moving up slightly. Um, I think Minnesota's always kind of had this. We're going to play it very conservative uh, and pinch our pennies a little bit approach here. And I don't know if that's probably not fair. I think they just put a lot of resources into getting the stadium to happen. Um, and that's and that's the thing they will keep telling you. That yeah, we put all our money in the resources for the stadium and in the resources for uh, the expansion fee. Yeah. And I think that's bullshit. And I said that on the last podcast. Right. Yes, you're not gonna you, you, you're not gonna get Zlatan Ibrahimovic here. You're not gonna get uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger in no. Minneapolis. No, However, that's fine. there are ways that we can um, we can use because listen, our our team owners are not the the cheapest or the least wealthy in the league. No. We actually are probably near the top of wealthy owners in this fucking league. Right. Um, and the fact that we didn't that we didn't open the pocketbook for Gio Savarisi, that we want to save an extra couple million dollars. Like, just imagine, imagine that. Like, I, yeah. So right. Yes. So right. we're. So this team does a lot of stuff really well. Like the stadium is going to be fucking amazing. I'm not worried about that. I think there's going to be a really good experience. Yes. Like I said, the, the the front office, most of the people in the front office that I've had to interact with are great people 
who are understanding and are you know good at their jobs. Yeah, I don't think there are a few that aren't, but whatever. There's no like major villains here. Maybe Heath is, Um, but there's just a lack of a will to excellence, for lack of a better term. Like that's a. It's just a lot of we're just gonna kind of just muddle through. That's how it feels. Um, You know, the stadiums have been a big deal. I'm looking forward to, but also. Uh, I'm not gonna let the stadium be an excuse for not being good in other areas much longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to actually you, deliver you, here. You got one year, basically. Yeah, on, yeah. At, at at best. At best. Uh, and <laughs> I'm worried about that. Yeah. So, All right. And I didn't want to turn this into the bitch about Minnesota part here, no, that's but fair. I just no, think it's, it's an fine. interesting comparison and contrast. I like bitching about Minnesota. Um, and I would say, in a weird kind of way, if we really want to look at the path not taken by Minnesota, I think actually Portland is the comparison team. They were an NSL club that came up. Uh, playing in a stadium with limited amount of seats. Um, and they didn't spend a ton of money the first couple of years either. Um, you know, their for their striker the first couple of years in the league was Chris Boyd. Yeah. Of, um, I, I, you know. Yeah. No, I know. It's Scottish football fame. Um, yeah. So, and it, you know, and they've, they've slowly but surely, they've put the resources in to build themselves into yeah. a club that's made a lot of playoff runs and is now making a second run at a, at a, at a title. Yep. Um, in a couple of years here, um, and, and there's up and downs. There's ups and downs there, and that's that's you know to be expected. So, all right, well, let's not talk. Let's stop talking about yeah, bitching about Minnesota United. That's let's, enough of that. Let's talk about uh, something else uh, that is fun. Burhalter to U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah, I think I think I'm mostly cool with it. Um, I don't know why it took so goddamn long to make this happen, other than I guess they wanted to let him finish out his season at Columbus. Yeah, um, I, the I think the the big thing that people are concerned about is that is that there was a, this was a 14 month window that right. they basically we do we basically just like and shit they, the bed on 14 years uh, or 14 months of uh, de- potential development well like, and considering that we had we had our we had our picks of uh we had our picks of all of the uh world world cup coaches right you know the julian lopetengues now right. i'm not saying that these guys should have been hired. I, I actually, I also agree. I think Berhalter is a good hire. It's probably the right hire for yeah, what, I'm, for what U.S. soccer fans want. And I, well, I consider myself I think for what the program needs right now too. Uh, I don't necessarily agree. It's the right choice for what the program needs, but what? Okay. For what, okay. I, will, I will. Let me argue this for a second yeah. here. Um, uh, is that Greg Berhalter has plays a system, right? And and in now. Greg Berhalter plays the system because he can bring in players to play that system from all right. over the world. Um, and now there was, I've, there's apparently there's a really great interview that he had with uh, Extra Time Soccer with uh, Matt Doyle and all those guys mm-hmm. over at Extra Time Soccer that I have not listened to yet. So, and he, he apparently was very candid, talked a lot about about, about a lot of stuff, and and hopefully that it, you know he explains some stuff there. And I'm just gonna opine right now because I have not listened to that podcast or listened to that, that Greg Berhalter. Can, can I trash talk on extra time a little extra time radio? Give me give me one second. Yeah. Give me one second. Um, so <laughs> what I'm saying is that like Greg Berhalter does not he he has a he has a particular system. Now I've never I don't know about Greg Berhalter like trying to adapt his like a system to his players. Right, so right. he brings in players because they play a certain system. Right, and now you're a national team. You can't now you're a national team coach. You, you only have yeah, you got what you got. Just <laughs> short periods of time to do right. the shit you need to do. So, is Greg Berhalter up for the challenge? I hope so. I think so. I mean, Greg Berhalter is a very smart coach. He's he's coached. He's played all over the world. He's coached all over the world. I have no doubt that he is. He's very wise, and and my guess is that he 
he spoke about this as much to the uh, to the powers that be, to Ernie Stewart, yeah, to his brother. I, I um, think. I think. Anyways, why don't you talk about? Yeah. Are you? Can so I'm not. I, I'm actually not. I'm not huge on on national team. Like I follow the national team, but not super closely. But I feel like it'll be good for them to have someone who has a consistent approach versus uh, with Klinsman. It was like you never knew what you were going to get. Yeah. From one game to the next, you know, moving formations, moving around captains, moving around personnel. Um, I mean, I thought it was cool when he called up Miguel, um, yeah. just because that was a cool thing to do. But it just this very erratic, very inconsistent thing, and we never really had a chance to figure out who we were and what worked for us because it yeah. was something different every game. I mean, the other question, too, is, like, are people going to be boxed out because they don't play the kind of way that Berhalter wants to right, play? Right, right. Which, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's fine. Like, honestly, this players should play their way into the U.S. men's national team by how they play at their club, not Absolutely. vice versa. They right. shouldn't play their way into the U.S. national team versus how they play with the U.S. men's national team, which is, I mean, there's a big kerfuffle about Josh Sargent getting called in. And as many times as he got called in, he has not actually started for Werner Bremen yet, and right. he's getting national team call-ups. And that's, I, I don't necessarily yeah. think that's, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of bitch session about that. I'm like, I yeah. don't think that's necessarily the, the issue because Josh Sargent is such a one- once in a lifetime talent that he's sure. probably, you know, and he'll he will be in the Werder Bremen lineup by you know by January probably. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of there's other people on the on who got call ups this year, uh, uh, with Dave Sarakin who have not cracked their first team yet. Yeah. And that's sort of the other thing. It's like, yeah. Well, do we want people to play on the first team? Which also then is like, well, does that also brings up another thing? Do, like, do MLS teams need to make players? make teams play their young players more, which I also think is a thing that should be happening, and that's a whole other conversation. So let's let's leave that one yeah. at that, and let's talk about the, the, the controversy with this team. Yes. Um, <laughs> this fucking team this uh, scheduled team. a... It, wait, it, wait, is this fucking team an official segment of the, on the pod now? Not, no, it no, should be. no. It really no. should be. <laughs> it's not. All right. Uh, but Minnesota United uh, announced uh, in a very crass and, and undignified way that the t- they were going to host a football American football game on their pitch. Why not? In the middle of what would be a potential playoff run. Gee, Dave, why not? Game. I, because, you know, <laughs> fucking that cheddar. Yeah. Got to get that cheddar. You got to get that You got to get that St. Thomas, St. John, Catholic kid, Catholic boy tre- cheddar. For everybody out there in Radioland, Dave is rubbing his fingers together as if he's holding some money. I'm gonna make it rain. Yeah. Make it rain. So, 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 what's what's the downside of this? <laughs> what's I'm what's, playing what's, dumb. What's the, what's the upside? I am playing dumb right yeah, now. Yeah. What's the upside? Mm. Uh, money. Yeah. You make you, you <laughs> fucking. Because I, you know, I'm sure it it's rain. gonna be good for the pitch. Oh yeah. I think it's gonna be. So if you didn't, awesome if you don't know what we're pitch. talking about, and you, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. But we'll just explain it just right. in case. Uh, Maybe my mom listens to this podcast. Hi, I have mom. No idea. Um, Hi, Margaret. <laughs> your mom's that your mom's name? No. Hi, Carol. Oh, well, Karen. Yeah. Hi, hey, Karen. Uh, no. So they're they scheduled the uh, annual Tommy Johnny football game, which is a big uh, deal. In it the, is a big deal here in, in the in the Twin Cities here. Um, St. Thomas plays uh, over there, over off of. Uh, it's at Creton and Summit, basically. That's yeah. where they are. Well, over, St. John's over is up in up in, up in up in um, St. John's. Uh, they, it's it's a very popular rivalry football game. They drew, I want to say they drew like thirty two thousand to uh, Target Field a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, I mean it's it's a big deal. And they drew like 
they drew like ten thousand up at St. John's this last yes. year. Yes. Yes. Um, so they're they're gonna and get St. John's is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's, oh, bumfuck nowhere. Oh, yeah. God, it's Central no. Minnesota. Yeah. It's a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. It's outside um, of St. Cloud. I went. So in full disclosure here, I went to St. Thomas. Um, and I went to the law school. Yeah, there you so, go. So, and there we, so go. We, we, we are fully fully biased, right. and this is a fucking terrible idea. Yes, right? okay. exactly. This is horrible. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the thing that probably is upsetting the most to everybody uh, who follows this team is that this game is scheduled on the Saturday before Minnesota would potentially host a home game yes. in the MLS playoffs right. because of uh, MLS theoretically is changing their calendar so that they're going to oh. be moving the playoffs uh, to in between the October and November international breaks. Yep. Uh, they're going to be one. Well, I'm not, we're not exactly sure, but, like, there's a whole mess of things, and people are upset, and people yeah. are frustrated. Yeah, and this calendar change thing, like, I'll, I'll admit, I, I go cross-eyed trying to yeah. figure out what exactly the hell is going but on here. Based um, on based on everything that people have said, that this would potentially be a home playoff game for Minnesota in certain circumstances. Right. Now, get, you know, granted, that's there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, um, but considering the team – presumes to be a playoff competitor next year you would think that they would have like not schedule something yes this, right this, this a year before they plan to be in the playoffs it's not a good signal no i'm not i'm not feeling <laughs> and that's I'm not feeling a lot of confidence yeah. coming out of this front office right now and that's <laughs> and that's the thing that is the that is ultimately the uh why everybody is like up in arms like yes of course this is not going to matter and but the other thing is that that not really everybody has talked about but i'm like you're you call this a cathedral of soccer, and and also, by the way, they've also told uh, community organizations, or they've been very shy on community organizations using the field right. because they're worried about the integrity of the pitch. And then they schedule a fucking uh, American football game on it. Right, and we're 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 just we're just getting out Before, of an American football stadium. Yeah, you know, ugh. and that's so. I mean, the the pay- playoff stuff to me is it's bullshit. It's fucking. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but to me, the other thing is like, is that they, they, again, they keep calling this a cathedral to soccer. Yeah. And yet they're scheduling shit on here that's not soccer. And, and like the, and, wor- the worst kind of shit. And the, yes, the worst kind of shit. <laughs> Col- I mean, it's for, for the college pitch. football. Yeah. I, yes. Well, I don't have a beef with college football, yeah. but just it. Uh, but it's going to tear just, the pitch up. Yeah. Yeah. These things don't mix very well. Yeah. Uh, and then, and they're doing that without, with, with their whole. They they they've not they're not committed to anything community wise in terms of like if you had announced so here's here's a really good like literally Minnesota United if you want to hire me I'm 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 literally looking for a job right please now. hire Dave um <clears throat> if you wanted to do this what you do is you say hey by the way we're gonna host all these high school college games yes. high school games all yes. these college games soccer games go for women we're gonna host we're gonna host this the Mung festival the, the right. final of well, the Mung festival and we're there's there's a three-day aromo soccer fe- tournament uh, yeah at, the aromo final High, like yeah you, every, you, we're gonna host summer. the aromo final we're Let's gonna host, do it you you announce you're gonna host all these things yes and then you say oh by the way we're also gonna host this game okay fine i mean right like, yeah you announce if, that you're gonna host all these other things the, right. and then you say oh and also we're gonna right. host this game right it it, it, it reeks of nothing but a cash grab <laughs> Which is which is what it is, honestly, for what? sure. And and like, I mean, what was the rollout on this? Like, I sort of got the sense of like, hey, stay tuned, we got a very important announcement for you. And then it's like, oh yeah, we're hosting the Tommy Johnny game. Uh, it just felt I feel like, like that was pretty fart. much about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I <laughs> this yeah they're just yeah like listen like I will if you just. 
tell me your plans and then I will tell you like no no no, no. like don't do that do do this and then do that like you can still do the thing you want to do just you, do just, it better just just hire Zeller to do the is this is this or is this not it chief test and then you can say this ain't it chief yeah yeah uh, so that that leads us into uh, talking about the community benefits meeting that happened uh, last week that was uh, another interesting thing I was there was Fred Mello from the uh, Pioneer Press took a quote out of context and put it on the Twitters. And, uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so it was a community benefits meeting to talk about the community benefit agreement that is literally part of the agreement between um, Minnesota United and, and the city of St. Paul. This is like a super standard thing when you do a big, massive development that's, that is going to change a community. Yes. Uh, you. Oh, yeah, lawyer speak. Well, yeah, but, I mean, but, yeah. you generally work in some kind of, like, okay, here's what we're going to do that's going to be of benefit for the community, literally. Yeah. And, here, you know, here's some promises we can make so that we'll be good neighbors. Yeah. So, the uh, so from my understanding, the team has not been – has been less than forthcoming in terms of uh, being engaging on this process. Um, and so the people from Ward 4 and Ward 1, so – uh, Councilman uh, July Nelson and uh, Councilman Tao, uh, in conjunction with the Union Park District Council, um, the uh, Hamlin Midway, uh, Frogtown, yep. and then Summit Summit U. Uh, Summit U. I, I think I think my little Lex Ham Council was there. Even well, you're part of Union Park. Well, technically, hell. so <laughs> not willingly. <laughs> I know. Not willingly. I know. Let me tell Listen, you. I can. I, I grew up in Lex Ham. I know. I know the. Yeah, I know you, the yeah, yeah. There. There's there's some hard feelings on that one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so in conjunction with all these organizations, we they convened a um, a really great uh, conversation about what it means to be a part of this thing and what they, what we are looking for, what they're looking for in terms of. Uh, what the community benefit agreement will look should look like, not just you know beautifying the neighborhood, building soccer fields, but like how do we help the immigrant businesses in the community? How do we keep gentrification uh, from happening? How do I, I, we... I gotta be honest, Big Top's not the same. Yeah, it's not, it's not. the same. I've been in yeah. Big Top a couple times since then. Yeah, but uh, but how do we like, how do we make this community better? Right, uh, and 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 more representative of the people actually in the community. Right, which is not white. You know, nope. not predominantly white, uh, maybe in Union Park and, but definitely not in uh, Hamlin Midway and Frogtown. New. No. So that's the uh, that was the big things, the big takeaways. Team didn't show up um, for wait, 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 wait. myriads the, of reasons. So there was nobody there from the team. Nobody there from the team. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It is what All it right. is, man. Well, I, yeah. that tells you something. It does. All right, what's uh? I'm my battery's dying on my wife's yeah, computer and, here. Yeah, and my so. laptop has just frozen up. So yeah, cool. All right, so let's <laughs> let's, let's move through let's this bang here. So we have the MLS Cup final. Yep. Um, let's just let's yep. just do let's just do uh very short takes here. Uh, who do you is gonna win and uh, why? Um, you know, at the end of the day, I I almost want to pick Portland, just despite uh Nate Nate Silver and five thirty eight, because I think all these quantitative guys are a bunch of dipshits who are highly overrated. Um, they've been wrong a lot in the past, and they are saying Atlanta has a 77% chance of winning. I actually think that is overstating it, but I got to be honest. I think it's like 60-40. <laughs> um, I do think it's. I think it's gonna be Atlanta two to one. Okay. Uh, Josef Martinez is just too good. Um, Al Marone is too good. Uh, I think it's a little bit of the irresistible force meets the immovable object, but I don't think Portland is immovable enough. Okay. Um, I saw a thing about Arthur Blank uh, sketch like. 
tweeting with the mayor or emailing with the mayor to schedule a parade. So fuck Atlanta. Yeah, well, fuck I, that fucking. Yeah, team. and I've, I've been trying not to go there, but I fucking hate Atlanta, fuck, and I would love to see them get humiliated. I think Portland wins two to one in Atlanta. Okay, I, and, I hope uh, you're right. And I, you know what? And <laughs> I do not like Merritt, Merritt Paulson. I think Merritt Paulson is. Oh, he's, he's a cock too. He's, but he's, yeah. a, he's a he's a he's he's an amazing Twitter follow because he's just oh, he's yes. totally unleashed. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yes, but also fuck Atlanta. So. Two to one. Or actually, I mean, hold, on, back. hold on. Two two. Sidebar. There's a TV on in the bar. We're watching a CBS show, and there's a dude who looks just like Urban Clock. Who's like <laughs> drinking champagne and making out with. Uh, is that Tandy Newton? I don't know. I don't know. That's good Go question. for it. He looks like Jurgen Klopp. Look he at him. He does look like. Oh Jürgen. my god. He does look a lot <laughs> He's like Jürgen fucking Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Anyways, Jurgen Klopp is apparently making out with uh, actresses on CBS <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, dude. He does look like Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, dude. Wow. All right. CSI Liverpool. CSI. <laughs> that would be a great show. That would be a terrible show. <laughs> that would be a great show. That would be a terrible. Have you I'm watched it? Have you watched any uh, British, I'm going to write it. I'm going to write the dramas. No, I, I hate terrible. that shit. I hate it so <laughs> They're much. so bad. Yes. Okay. So I, I got – actually, I'm going to take that back. I'm gonna, I would say <laughs> – coming back to it. All right. Fucking A, Luke. Uh, all right. I got 2-2 two, two, uh, draw. Portland wins on penalties Ooh. in Atlanta in front of the – Fucking yes. vamos, people! Fuck oh, those, fuck those people. That would be right. so sweet. All right, so we got some fucking answers. We have two questions uh, before we go tonight. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So we have a legal question from a campaign expert. That's Brian Hamp. So a company is using words and images in a line of software as my company, different than our trademark, but we branched years ago and never updated or made second trademark. Should I fill a trademark that covers both or just a new specific one? Brian, I'm going to give you some highly technical legal advice here, which is I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I don't know what to tell you. Um, As a certified legal you, lawyer, Brian, I know. say yes. <laughs> right. right. A new trademark. Yeah, you're not committing malpractice by giving him advice. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> All so, right. Uh, just do whatever Dave says. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A second uh, kind of legal question. Oh, if man. I can only visit one recreational marijuana state province for an MNUFC away game, out of the following, which do you recommend? Uh, Rapids, Sounders, Timbers, Galaxy, LAFC, the Revs, Toronto FC, Montreal Impact, or Vancouver Whitecaps? I'm guessing he's thinking of matches for next year because DC is also uh, legal weed. Yeah, uh, okay. I would go to DC okay. first. But so, so really, we're making a Venn diagram, and we're looking for the perfect sweet spot of good travel location, Yep. good place to get high, good yep. place to watch soccer. That we want to be right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Good place to watch soccer in what capacity? Like that we're, we have a chance to win? Yeah, uh, see, that's a good question. See, like Colorado right. Rapids, like, I, I, I go to the Rapids game every year. Right. I get high every year at the Rapids game. I have a really good time. Yeah. We, we shat the bed this year. But also, ultimately, like I was high and I had a good time. Like, right. There's the mountains. Right. Um, so, so here's the thing. Like, I'm not a weed guy, but I would take Vancouver because uh, it's, it's a great city. Um, I, their stadium kind of sucks, though, doesn't it? Kind of does, yeah. Um, but also, if I was a weed guy, I think I would go to Vancouver because I think they've been developing like, like all those super like killer like hybrid strains. And sh- I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. not a weed guy. <laughs> uh, so Colorado obviously is like on the forefront of, of weed. Uh, That's I do. true. So I would definitely yeah. go there. Yeah, uh, it's weed. LA, LA is also uh, very, very good at weed. I would actually... I would download. There's a couple of weed apps that I can talk to you about <laughs> offline um, that I would also t- download before you get there because you can specifically search for certain types of right. uh, edibles and shit, which okay. w- was very helpful because like, I found like these really specific edibles okay. that I really hey, wanted. Hey, pre- premium episode idea. Once, once weed is officially legal here in Minnesota, 
I'm gonna get high for the first time in a game, and we'll record. We'll oh, record. Fuck yeah! That as a premium episode. Fuck yeah! I've All right, you never, heard it here I've, first, guys. I've literally, I'm like the only person in America who's never done weed in any capacity. I mean, <laughs> we can get we can get high and watch a game because I have some weed. We can smoke some weed if we really want. So yeah, wh- whatever we format. Can, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna we, you're gonna be my weird guru. We can do that. Like, we can yeah. do that tomorrow, man. We can get high and watch a game. And we'll fucking can, <laughs> we'll combine that with our Masters of the Universe <laughs> premium episode. Yes. So, so, uh, so please donate, you know, start pledging $666 and 60, $666 yeah. a month to yeah. Dave's I know p- Patreon exactly. and uh, we'll make this shit happen. But ultimately, yeah. dude, to answer your question, I, the one I, so I've been to Colorado, so that, I'll take that out of the running. The one I really wanted to go to is uh, Montreal. Um, just not only for uh, the legality of weed, but also the uh, food and all the amazing stuff that I've heard about in Montreal. Oh, so I would go to Montreal. If you if you like the mountains, if you like nature, Je I say go to Van- Vancouver. So oui, go, oui. To, go to Canada. Yeah, I, sh- I should go to Montreal. Go to Canada. My, so the homeland of my people. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's that's it, guys. Man, we're we're gonna keep this under an hour, man. Yeah, hell yeah. So under get, a ready, get ready hour. for some sweet drag action here. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, that's so, gonna be a premium episode yes. as well someday. <laughs> uh, All right, so this is uh, you can find us always at uh, davesiknow.com. Email us the questions, which you never do at da- the Daves I know at mn mn at gmail.com. You can find us at tdkmn. Uh, Martin at regular David. Uh, me at Texas Hour. Luke, where can we find you? I am at born with a tail underscore on Twitter. I'm gonna try to not be a dick for a little while. So, um, well, you know how the, how well that worked for Martin, it's, right? It's gonna last for like yeah. two days, but oh, you can follow me at Texas Zeller on Instagram too. If you oh, want oh, hit really? me up on the Instagram, okay, fair enough. Yeah, or you have an Instagram you want? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm at Born with the Tail on Instagram too. <laughs> so yeah, so I uh, go there like once every three months. Hit hit, the, hit those Instagrams. I'm not sure if Martin yeah. has an Instagram or not. If he oh. doesn't, uh, we're gonna make one for him and just oh yeah, dick, we should just like like dick <laughs> like, sh- like dick shadows or whatever. <laughs> dick shadow Instagram. Dick so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, uh, all right guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we are the Daves. You know this is the Daves. I know. Yeah. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Uh, son, 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 son,